Welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches, Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to another thought-provoking episode of the Extra Club podcast, the place where we dive deep into topics that matter most for your mental well-being and your personal growth. How are you today, Mrs. Taylor? Well, Mrs. Taylor, I'm actually very well, thank you. How's your good self? I'm excellent, thank you. Today we have an incredibly important subject to tackle, about comparison and social media. We do. So why are we talking about this on the Extra Club podcast, Mrs. Taylor? That's a very good question. And these days, almost everything that all of us do is is online, which has meant that the use of things like social media platforms has really revolutionised the way that we connect, which is a good thing in some respects, because it's allowed us to reconnect with people that we've long since lost touch with, for example. Mm -hmm. But it also means, well, it also means we can stay in touch with people so much more easily than before. But it's also brought about some challenges too. And one of these challenges is the constant comparison to other people and their lives that many people experience. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, Mrs. T. I mean, comparison has, has actually become a significant issue in our society overall. And it's a problem because it can have a profound impact on on people's self-esteem and their mental health, uh, which is why we think it's crucial for us to shed some light on this issue and um, explore potential solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. So today, let's start by unravelling why social media contributes to this culture of comparison that we've got. And one of the main reasons is the constant exposure to what are carefully selected and edited versions of people's lives. Yeah, uh, precisely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what we see on social media is it's just a highlight. It's a sort of filtered glimpse into a few seconds of someone's life, which when we make the comparison of these meticulously crafted versions, I think they're called sometimes, to our own genuine experiences of day-to-day life, it can lead to feelings of inadequacy and low self-worth. Yeah, I completely agree. And do you know what the irony is, Mr Taylor? No. The irony is that most people do actually know that these are snapshots of the best of someone's day, or they're even manufactured for marketing purposes, because people do that, you know. No, they never. They do. They no. do. Those people. <laughs> But that doesn't seem to make any difference. It's almost like our brains have got this tendency to override this knowledge that we've got about this and generalise and make us believe that our own life is much more boring and less interesting than anyone else's life and that everyone else is doing so much better than you are. 
which actually isn't a very nice place to be. And especially if you're going through a challenging time. It's quite interesting because I often look at these things and I, I call it in my head Marks and Spencer world <laughs> or, or Ferrari world. <laughs> and, and, and you see these people, like you say, with their snippets and it's all the good bits. Mm. They've got the perfect family. They've got the perfect family life. They've got their 2.3 children. They've, they've got like nice income, can have nice clothes. Or they appear to. Well. And that's the issue, isn't it? Because, like you say, some of it's for marketing purposes. And uh, something we'll talk about probably a bit later is often they don't actually own the things that they show on Mm. their social media. Is that that like going and standing next to someone else's car? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, it is and it isn't because you see a lot of people profess to earn a lot of money and you can earn a lot of money and actually own nothing yes, that's because a lot of it can be leased. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so so so, so I think the, the, the challenge really of social media, being constantly exposed to these snippets of the best people of people's lives, like their Marks and Spencer world and their 2.2 children who, who've got degrees, have been to university and it just, yeah, it causes problems. So what else? can cause issues in the digital world that we live in, Mrs. Taylor. Well, something that can also cause problems for people is this, what I call this relentless pursuit of validation. And by that, I mean this this search for um, getting likes and comments and followers. And this, especially for young people, can be a huge problem because it really can intensify this comparison trap even more. Because what can happen is they can start to measure their worth based on the number of likes or followers they have, which really is an unhealthy and unsustainable mindset to have. And this is made even worse when they then compare the numbers of followers uh, or the number of likes they've got in a post, perhaps with their friends, and actually can start believing that they're not as popular or that people don't actually like them. I'll stop doing that then. (laughs) <laughs> so for I, for me, I see it as the modern day equivalent of being in PE. Do you remember when you were in PE at school and you were standing? For those who in, don't know, that's physical education. I don't actually, I was wondering what PE stood for. Physical education, for those of you who don't, those of you who are too young to remember what PE was. What do they call it? No, games. Games. Call, I don't even know. I don't know what they call it. But anyway, so it's the equivalent of being in PE when you were at school and you were standing waiting to be picked to join someone's team. Do you remember that feeling if you were left until last? Well, didn't that happen to you, Mr Taylor? Never happened to me, Mrs Taylor. I was never last. I was normally one of the first. Of course. What would I expect? I would expect nothing else. Yeah. And as adults, you see, we can look back with the knowledge that we've now got and see it for what it was because it really did depend on who the teachers chose as to be the team captains because, of course, they were going to pick all their friends first. And if you weren't in their circle of friends, you didn't get picked. Or if you weren't the best like me. (laughs) The one that really hurts... I think they would be scared to not pick you, Mr. Well, the one that really hurts me is when we play charades with the grandchildren and the grandchildren (laughs) are the captains and and I don't get picked first. (laughs) That's really gutting when a seven-year-old doesn't pick you. But you know what? They, they You can see their eyes looking around the room. Who's going to be least offended? Put <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mum and dad first, just in case. Because <laughs> yes, they've actually got problem. to get home again. Yeah, I, I, it is. I mean, it, like joking aside, 
I, I agree with what you're saying. Having this feeling of comparing ourselves to others and, and just coming out lacking, mm-hmm. it's not a nice feeling. Um, but here's the good news, Mrs. Taylor. There are strategies and approaches we can adopt to combat the comparison culture and protect our own mental well-being, aren't there? There certainly are. So let's talk about some of the ways that we can actually stop this happening. And the first really powerful solution is to is to have self-awareness or, as we talk about in NLP terms, to remain conscious. So what we mean by this is remaining alert to our own thoughts, because doing that allows us to actually notice and recognise when we are falling into this comparison trap and also to acknowledge the negative impact it does have on our thinking. So what you can do is the next time you find yourself looking at someone's social media post and you feel a negative response, the first thing to do is to actually be aware of the trigger. What was it that caused you to have that feeling? You don't have to share it with anybody else. This is just really an exercise for you. What caused you to have that feeling? And then observe what thoughts followed, what happened afterwards. Because once you bring these to the surface, or you make them conscious as we talk about in NLP, then you can actually see whether these are connected to any any other thought patterns that maybe you regularly play out. For example, it may be about not feeling or not being good enough. And if that is the case, then it would be a good idea to get these beliefs that you have about yourself resolved. And we have a whole host of podcasts, don't we? Absolutely. On various subjects that you can go back through, which would be a good starting point. And of course, you can always reach out to us. And if you're not sure of the email address, it's info at talentedlifecompany.com. And we will give you some pointers that will really help. And if there are no foundations to these comparison thoughts because they've got no connection with how you usually feel, then just making them conscious will allow you to actually dismiss them. And another strategy that can be used is instead of fixating on what we're lacking or what others have, it's shifting your attention to what you already do have so that you can actually enjoy and appreciate it in your own lives. Because doing this will help you to really embrace your own unique journey because we're all on our own journey and find contentment within ourselves. That sounds like a great strategy. I think so, Mr. Taylor. I really do. And another really simple way of dealing with the comparison trap is to just observe your social media feeds. And this may sound controversial, but all you need to do is unfollow accounts that result in you having these feelings of inadequacy or if there are triggers and they're regular triggers that lead to you making this comparison, just unfollow the people that's that's causing that and instead fill your feed with positive uplifting content that inspires and motivates you. Absolutely, Mrs. Taylor. I think that sometimes people forget that it's actually a choice who you're connected with on social media. Um, There may be situations where people think it would cause a problem if they were seen to defriend someone on fake book, as I call it. Yeah. Uh, you can permanently unfollow someone so you no longer see their post, but remain friends so that it's always an option. I think you calling it fake book there, Mr. Taylor, is actually very apt for what we're talking about today. I think you're right. I think, yeah, well, it is. At the end of the day, people, it really sort of, uh, when we were talking earlier, it sort of gets me that, that people don't understand that these people who've got this uh, chocolate box lifestyle, the lid of the chocolate box, where it all looks lovely. The thatched cottage. And they don't show 
that actually they've got the same problems and often mm. they're just trying to sell a lifestyle. Yes, yeah. And I'm now going to share my biggest tip. Which is? is that, do I need a drum roll for this? Go on then. Wasn't quite a drum, but that'll do. <laughs> Restrict the amount of time you spend on social media, which actually sounds like we're stating the obvious here, but we do appreciate that people will be getting something from being on social media. So the first thing to do is to identify what that is. What is it actually giving you being on social media and what can you do instead? And by doing this, making it conscious, you can notice, for example, what time of day you're most likely to go onto social media. And when you're on, just ask yourself, what's what's my purpose for doing this? What's my motivation for doing this? For me, because I did go on social media a lot more than I do now in the past. And I've noticed, and I did this exercise, and it was actually when I was sitting relaxing, especially if there was something boring on TV like cricket. Cricket is not boring. Or motor racing. Motor racing is not boring. Don't judge me. You're already judged. <laughs> because I really love taking part in sport, but I'm just not a fan of watching it. I just cannot engage with it because I don't support any of them. <clears throat> and it's the same with football. I don't support any teams. And so therefore, I've got no real interest in watching it. So I don't want to sit just staring into space because that's definitely boring, isn't it? I don't know what's what, more boring. Watching paint dry or <laughs> flies <laughs> land. Yeah. <laughs> so... For me, it was just easier to pick up my phone and just, with no real reason, just actually start scrolling through just to keep myself occupied. With what? I don't know, because there was never anything I was really interested in. So instead, what I do now, I've just changed my strategy and I have a book close by and I have a, I read that. Or alternatively, what do we do instead, Mr. Taylor? You play Wordle on your phone. <laughs> I do. You find that boring, don't you? I do find Wordle boring. <laughs> You'd rather watch that boring cricket or the motor racing. No, no, I watch Flies Land instead. <laughs> but you see, I do this because, or I do some brain training, which really does help me because those of you who know me well will know that I was having some challenges with cognitive functioning after the car accident we had back in 2010. So this was a really good way of keeping myself occupied and also training my brain at the same time. I think one of the things um, to to be to notice or, or or to actually take note of is that the social media has algorithms, and so what it will do, everything you click on, it will start learning what you click on. So it will show you more of that. So all of the adverts that come up are designed to be the things you're interested in. So whatever you put your interests on, your hobbies on there, the groups you join, and also the posts you look at. Mm -hmm. So it'll feed you more of that. And, and the thing is, if you're not in a good place, and, and it happens to us all. I mean, I have days where I don't just don't look at social media for days. If I'm, if I'm feeling a bit, you know, having one of those sort of, because you know, we all get them, we all have the ups and downs. Well, except for the people who live in Marks and Spencer. Um, but <laughs> their ups and downs are hidden. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, Mrs. Taylor, their their children are, you know, perfect and they've got halos and so um yeah, so but we all have these and, and that's the thing to realise that if you're or if you're just going through it and just mindlessly clicking on things, it's going to give you more of that. So if you're not in a good place already, 
It's actually become a compound it because mm-hmm. it's going to keep showing you the things you click on. Yes. And it's not, I'm not talking about just liking or, you know, it, it's what you then, the posts you look at. And so, so, so just be mindful that you are actually the architect of what you see on social media. And, uh, and as Mrs. Taylor said, unfollow people and, uh, and come out of groups and, because yeah, just use it as a tool. I, I think it's useful as a tool, mm-hmm. just to see, you know, catch up with friends, and we use it for business as well because we'll put ads out there, and and to see what's going on and what people are doing. So it, it's got its place. Yet you've got to realise that it will suck you in, and it's designed. It's designed that way. You know, Mr. Zuckerberg designed it that way so he can put adverts on it and sell people stuff. Yeah. So I suppose to summarise, all of this is about noticing when you're most likely to go onto social media and then what's influencing you to do that. So what's your purpose in going on there, whether it's boredom, wanting connection or something else and finding a different way of achieving that. Yeah, exactly. Because if it is about connection, then what you could do is you could do the old fashioned thing. You could actually phone someone. And have a good old chat instead. The phone, the <laughs> telephone, <laughs> crikey, you know, whatever next. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, let's not underestimate the power of real life connection. Yeah, and building strong relationship offline in the real world can provide a sense of belonging and support that social media actually fails to deliver. Yeah, I completely agree. Those are very wise words, Mr. Taylor. Always. And I think these days people are having far less human connection, particularly as, you know, from our own experience, we know that many people are still working from home at least part of the week. And whilst that may be more convenient and potentially might be saving people money, it is limiting that sense of connection that you would have had from being with other people, maybe like meeting them at tea breaks and, you know, and just sort of passing the time of day. And for this in, for this reason, we also encourage people to take intentional breaks from social media. So disconnect from the digital world, because what that does is it allows you to reconnect with yourself, which often we, we lose touch with ourselves and it allows us to refocus our priorities and also engage in activities that really do bring us that sense of joy and also that sense of fulfilment. Yeah, I mean, I it's quite interesting because I often see people who say, oh, I'm having a break from social media this weekend. I'm going offline. And that to me, I'm thinking, if you need to take a break, you're doing it too much. Mm. If you need to take a break, if you're saying, I have to, it's a bit like when people say they're detoxing. Well, if you're detoxing, it means there's something wrong with your life. Because why are you, de- you detoxing from a toxic life? So you're going to detox and go back to a toxic life? If you have to take a break from social media, you take a social media holiday, you're, you know, I'm closing down for the weekend. Well, good for you. What it means is you're going to come back and you're going to continue with a bad habit, yeah. do, doing things, you know, which are going to cause you problems. So I think that's a, a thing to think about. If you are having to take a holiday from social media, think about, well, actually, I must be doing it too much. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, all, all of this advice is really excellent. But what I really want you to think about people is your worth is not defined by likes, followers or someone else's highlight reel. What we want you to do 
is realize your self-worth, your uniqueness, that you are extraordinary, that you're on your own unique journey and celebrate your accomplishments. Put your nice meals on Facebook, whatever it is where you're, you've accomplished something big or small and just prioritize your mental well-being. Absolutely. Yeah, completely agree, Mr. Taylor. And if you listening to this and you are finding yourself struggling with comparison and it is impacting on your mental health, remember, as we said earlier, that you can get in touch with us and we will signpost you uh, to someone who can help if, if we can't help you ourselves. And, and that's a great point. Uh, you know, it's essential to prioritise our mental well-being and reach out for help when needed. Remember, you're not alone. Uh, on this journey and seeking support is a courageous first step towards personal growth. Yeah, well said. And that really wraps up today's episode of the Extra Credit Podcast. Can I just say one thing? Of course you can. If you want to get a lot of likes on Facebook, just put a picture of a dancing dog or a cat on there. You'll get loads of likes. You know, just do that. Because normally the posts which are the most valued don't get really liked a lot. But yeah, cats... Dogs, kittens, kittens, rabbits, anything like that. You'll get loads of likes if that's your thing. (laughs) So we hope you found our discussion on comparison to social media helpful and enlightening and also thought-provoking today. Yeah, and thank you once again for tuning into the Extra Club podcast, where we go the extra mile for your mental well-being and also your personal growth and evolution. So please take care of yourselves. Practice Practice self-compassion and remember that your worth goes beyond the virtual online realm. It certainly does. Until next time, bye for now. Bye for now. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.